there's a mitzvah in Torah to sanctify yourself. Kaddish atzmecha b'mutalach. How does one sanctify himself? By not indulging in that which is permissible. But Hasidus explains that there are two stages. One stage is where a person becomes a mensch. A mensch, not, a, not an animal, not a behemoth. And that comes through indulging or engaging in human activity thoughtfully. An animal is basically instinctive. When, some, when he feels a need for something, that's when he does it. And there is no reflecting, there's no contemplation, there's no thought concerning the behavior. The instinct determines the behavior. To be a mensch, even when it comes to something as natural and as necessary as eating and sleeping or drinking, a person has to stop to think. Is it right? Is it appropriate? Is it polite? Is, is it the right time? Is it the right place? Why should I do this? And so on. And then he will decide as a mensch, as a human being and not as an animal, where to eat, when to eat, how much to eat, and so on. Once he's decided that he needs to eat and that it's appropriate to eat and what he should eat and where he should eat, then comes the mitzvah of Kaddish Atzmacha B'mutalach to sanctify yourself with that which is permissible by, by delaying it. So that even after, as a mensch, he has decided that this is an appropriate and necessary activity, kosher and necessary, then he sanctifies himself by delaying it, or by putting it off, by putting it off, or by rejecting it completely, by going doing without. So first he becomes a mensch, and then he then he can sanctify himself, then he can become holy. Here in chapter twenty-seven in Perek Chav Zayin. In the Tanya for the sixth of Adar Aleph, the Al Rebbe explains this point. Earlier he had said that if a person says no to his Yetzirah, to unholy thoughts, that subdues the Klippa and it brings godliness and reveals godliness more than other praises and other kinds of elevation of godliness. Now the Al Rebbe will say, that this is accomplished also in delaying or in rejecting even permissible activity. The lay aid, not only this, not only when you reject or refuse the unholy and sinful dictates of the Yetzirah, but even in things that are totally permissible. Totally permissible, he's already thought them through He's doing them thoughtfully and purposefully like a mensch. And even so, every time that a person sacrifices his yetzer, even temporarily, actually, means to, to slaughter, to draw out the blood meaning the excitement, the enthusiasm, the heat, even for a moment, with the intention of subduing the unholiness in the left side of the heart, as for example, a person who wants to eat, 
and he delays the meal for an hour or less. And during that time, he studies Torah. Because if he does some other physical activity, he's again indulging the animal soul. So he doesn't do anything that the animal soul enjoys. He does a mitzvah. He studies Torah. And makes the animal soul wait for its meal. And in that way, he drains it of its intensity and of its enthusiasm. As the Gemara says, the fourth hour of the day is when the average person eats breakfast, but the sixth hour of the day is when the scholars eat. Why did the sages go hungry for another two hours? It was for this intention, for the intention of delaying the satisfaction of the Yetzirah, of the animal soul. Because after the meal, they would also study all day. So it wasn't that by delaying breakfast, they gained any time for learning. They could learn before breakfast, after breakfast, all day long they learned. So when they ate breakfast, really wouldn't gain them any time for learning. So what was their intention in putting off breakfast for two hours? Simply to subdue the animal soul. The same is true also. If a person refrains to say that which he wants to say, he has a desire to say it, and it's appropriate and kosher and even necessary, but he doesn't say them because they're worldly, and the same is true also with thoughts, that he rejects a thought, he refuses a thought, even though it's a kosher thought, a permissible thought, but it's not a holy thought. Even if he does this very little, a very little bit, this causes the sitra achra to be subdued here below. And above, godliness is elevated the glory of God is elevated and His holiness is elevated greatly on high. And in the Hayyim Yayim for the sixth of Adar, the Rebbe writes, Misichas Amur, from a Sikh of my father, the Rebbe Hashab, it says, Amaylo Niflo, it's a magnificent uh, virtue, but the Rebbe Shtebaruch is Mizakya, when a person merits, God finds you worthy and you're given you, or you, you gain a feeling and a talent, a pleasure in doing a favor to another Jew. And this feeling, this talent is that the person feels that the other person is more precious than himself. For himself, a person can find all sorts of reasons why he deserves, God forbid, that things shouldn't be good. But for the other person, this doesn't apply at all. So he can find no reason why the other person should suffer. And so doing a favor to the other person becomes more important and more precious than himself.